Welcome to the Steelers by the Lake podcast. My name is James Strong, joined once again by my Cody Tanner. Cody, how are you this Saturday morning? James, it's Saturday morning. I'm doing all right. We're excited for another week of Steelers football. Um, I'm excited to have you back on the show. As I've told people who were listening and watching that you missed the last two. Um, I know you want to share with them why you were gone, and I will open the floor for you to do that, man. Yeah, I appreciate you guys being patient with us on this. Cody did an awesome job while I was gone. Uh, unfortunately, my wife had a massive asthma attack that stopped her airways, and we lost her. So, uh, been pretty brutal for me. Uh, I apologize. I, I'm going to attempt to not lose it. This is hopefully going to be the only time, but I feel like you guys needed to know what was going on, and... Uh, and why I wasn't around, but uh, we're gonna make the best of things, and and hopefully the Steelers will make me smile this this Monday instead of crying because I'm over crying already <laughs> at this point. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, so yeah, James, I appreciate you being vulnerable and sharing that with everybody, and we're here to talk Steelers football now. Um, and, and it's not you'll you'll see us move on from this and get excited about Steelers football. It's not to you know belittle anything or anything. We're just moving on with the show and, and going to talk Steelers football because that's what we're here for. But James, you know, you have my support and the support of our followers. Um, and so we're here with you and we're still praying for you as well. Um, starting it off, James Steelers news. Steelers did release uh, Luke Barku and Greg Bell from the practice squad. So that running back and the cornerback that we saw a lot in preseason. Um, yep. And then they signed Jacob Copeland and Ryan yes. McCollum to the practice squad. Now, Ryan McCollum's the center that we saw with us for most of the preseason, Jacob Copeland or Copeland, excuse me, is new to us. I don't know much about him. I remember reading that he was really fast. Uh, so yep, that's, that's what I remember. Too. <laughs> what else sticks out? The guy's fast, you know? Uh, so that's, uh, it's an interesting move, uh, but they very quickly made other moves that kind of was like, what's going on? What's going on here? I figured maybe Luke Barku did something wrong in practice. Maybe Greg Bell didn't show enough. Uh, but then they went forward and uh, made some more moves, right? Yep. Uh, so very, very short downtime for these guys. Uh, Cam Hayward, unfortunately, went to the injured reserve, as uh, Cody told you guys about the injury from uh, week one's game. Uh, unfortunately, that groin injury is going to require surgery. They did it on Thursday. Uh, so he's already on the road to recovery, but it could take up to eight weeks is the estimate. Being on the injured reserve, he will be required to miss at least four weeks. Uh, so hopefully he'll be able to come back shortly after the bye. It's an early bye week this year. Um, they then also um, signed Des Fitzpatrick from the practice squad to the 53-man roster. Cody, this is a guy you and I were both high on in the preseason. Uh, and maybe his abilities as a special teamer. It's been three years we've been high on this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Fair. Um, Fair. No, we we Uh, scouted him very much out of Louisville whenever he was coming out of the draft. We were very excited to see him. mm -hmm. I I mentioned on the last episode, I think we watched him in the East-West Shrine game. Um, I don't think it was the Sounds right. It was definitely one of those, yeah. Yeah, it was one of the two. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm excited for him. And we talked, like you were saying, we talked a lot about him preseason and his ability as a gunner. Um, he, he had a couple plays where the punt return either went zero yards or negative, I think, um, on some of his coverage plays. And then also just to go back yeah. and, and, uh, backtrack for just a second, Jacob Copeland, four, four, two, 40. That's fast. That's, that's fast. I can't run yeah. that. <laughs> no, no, God, no. 
No. Um, but yeah, so Des Fitzpatrick from the practice squad. And then they also signed Luke Barku uh, and Greg Bell back to the practice squad and then released <laughs> the cornerback Anthony Brown from the practice squad who we who recently played for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, so just like that, Greg, Greg Bell and Luke Barku are back on the practice squad. <laughs> I, I hope they had the conversation with them beforehand and said, Hey, yeah, don't this move. is something we're going to do. And we're, yeah, don't go anywhere. Don't get down in the dumps. We're bringing you right back. I imagine that they did. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know why you don't just cut Anthony Brown in the first place and then not play the game with Luke Barku. But hey, I don't know. Yeah. So that's so for other people to know above our pay grade at this point. <laughs> yeah. At this point, we'll see what happens in the future. Um, we also placed cornerback Josiah Scott on the practice squad injured list. He is was on the practice squad, but now he's injured. So mm-hmm. um, he's had some kind of severe injury or serious injury um, that he's now technically on the IR. And then Friday, uh, just yesterday, they signed another cornerback. Uh, Kalen Kay- Barnes. Kalen Barnes. Kalen Barnes. Yeah, another outside guy. So um, this I assume would be to replace Josiah Scott on the practice squad yep. just to keep – the correct number of guys out there uh so a lot of movement in the practice squad this week sometimes that's good sometimes that's bad we'll we'll see where this goes but uh most excited about des fitzpatrick's abilities on special teams kick coverage and punt coverage units Uh, is he a good wide receiver yeah he didn't really get to show it in the preseason though Mm -hmm. um so i think if you see something happen with say miles boykin there was rumors that he was in a walking boot early in the week in practice if he can't go for some reason i would expect this fitzpatrick to be a starting gunner opposite james pierre if that were the case yep yep now we're gonna take a deep dive look at the browns roster to go over that as they are (laughs) a week two opponent monday night football in case you guys forgot don't be watching for the steelers on sunday they're not gonna be playing um (laughs) unfortunately but hopefully they do play on monday yeah, please, please. Um, starting it off with the quarterback position and on the offensive side of the ball, Deshaun Watson, again, this is his first full offseason with the Cleveland Browns. Um, I think that he is going to perform, I don't want to say better than people th- think. I mean, he had a good week one, so I don't know necessarily what to expect. Um, I'm hoping that our defensive front can hone him in. I think he had a rushing touchdown, if I'm not mistaken, week one. Yeah, he was a lot better running the ball week one than he was passing. He had a lot of balls that he threw in the dirt and at the feet of receivers. So mm-hmm. real, real streaky week one. Still has not regained his form from several years ago. So that's a big question mark. Uh, and we're going to go over our three keys to success at the end of the show. And I'm going to tell you what my strategy would be going against a player like Deshaun Watson. Um, hint, hint, we go against guys like him all the time and it's pretty successful. Uh, so very up and down. The potential is there. If he regains his form, he's going to light it up. Uh, if not, then, uh, you might be able to take advantage of some weaknesses. Wide receiver core. There's pretty solid, right? Cody. I mean, top three guys, pretty solid dudes. Yeah. Amari Cooper, um, Donovan Peoples Jones and Elijah Moore all are Mm -hmm. incredibly, incredibly talented wide receivers. Um, Donovan people, Jones, I believe came, where did, where was he before here? Or no, he was with the mm, Cleveland. No, I, I think, think they drafted him. Yeah. I think they drafted him, but they've got Marquise Goodwin too. Yeah, so even the, the top four is pretty solid, uh, as far as the wide receiver core here, a couple of guys real fast, uh, Cooper and people's Jones, not that fast, but more in Goodwin, very fast. Yeah. Uh, so oh they got to keep an eye on that and make sure there's a safety deep so that they don't get beat over the top on that. Uh, especially if they're not going to play 
no, Joey Porter Jr. as much as we'd like because Joey's got a little better speed than what we have with Levi Wallace and Pat Pete. Uh, so the physicality of Levi Wallace and Pat Pete matches up pretty well with Donovan Peoples-Jones and Amari Cooper. Uh, but you need a speed guy for for more and for good one. Yeah. Um, and then, the, I mean, even when you look at the tight end position, David Njoku, mm-hmm. uh, great, great tight end there. Uh, arguably underrated, in my opinion, honestly. I think David Njoku doesn't yeah. get talked about enough in the tight end co- conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, he's almost just over. I mean, everyone's overshadowed by the Travis Kelsey and uh, George Kittle conversation. But yeah, David Njoku is very, very capable, a tight end, and I expect them to use him a lot against us depending on who the middle linebackers are and how we go up against them, whether zone or man and how we do that. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a great test for these middle linebackers for Pittsburgh. You know, they didn't necessarily pass the test week one. Uh, they had a very difficult time containing Christian McCaffrey. Um, Got to do a better job this week with the running game and with, um, with David Njoku. He's a talented tight end for sure. I'd, I'd say I easily got to put him in a top 10 list. If you're doing top 10 tight ends in the NFL, I'd have him in my top 10 for sure. Oh, absolutely. Uh, let's talk about this offensive line because it's arguably one of the better ones we'll go up against all year. Yeah. Yeah, and here's the slippery slope for me with the offensive line Cleveland Browns. When you talk about their run-blocking capabilities, they may be the best in the NFL. When you talk about their pass-blocking capabilities, that's where the weakness in the armor is. Uh, so there is ability to beat these guys uh, when you're rushing the passer. So you really need to be able to stop that run force him into passing situations. Their left tackle, Jedrick Wells, has been a good left tackle, but not elite. Nobody's talking about him in Pro Bowl conversations. Alex Highsmith has had some success against him. Joel Batonio, that left guard, one of the top left guards in the entire NFL, Cam Hayward beat him for three sacks week 18 last year. Uh, That's just in one game. Now we don't have Cam Hayward this week, so can someone do that? His, His weakness is guys with long arms and power going against him. So we need to create that kind of matchup. Kind of describes Keanu Benton, if you ask me. Um, Center Ethan Pochich just got himself a new deal in the offseason with the Browns. Uh, So he played a lot better than folks were expecting. Uh, Right guard Wyatt Teller is a mauler in the run game. Can be vulnerable in the pass game sometimes. And then at right tackle, the rookie out of Ohio State, Dewan Jones is going to get the start after losing Jack Conklin for the year with a torn ACL and MCL. Poor guy lost both of them. That's brutal, man. Yeah, that's horrible. Um, and Dewan Jones even talked a little bit smack this week on uh, TJ yeah, yeah. Watt. So oh, I don't know, I don't know if that's a smart idea, but we'll see how that pans <laughs> out for him. Um, yeah, Dewan Jones, if you guys remember, we talked about him pre-draft process quite a bit because we were talking offensive tackles. He was the absolute behemoth out of Ohio State. Also, the guy that went to the senior bowl practice one day said that's good enough and left. Yep. Everybody else stayed the whole week, practiced, and played in the game. He chose not to. Uh, and then he showed up at his uh, pro day, 10 pounds heavier than he weighed in at the um, senior bowl. And that was the big question is, is he going to have an issue with his weight? Uh, looked very good in the preseason on all accounts. Uh, but the issue is his uh, quickness of feet. How quick can he move his feet, change a direction? TJ Watt's going to put him to the test this week. Because uh, if anybody can take advantage of a tackle having slow feet, it's definitely him. Oh, absolutely. And then the, probably the best position on their team, uh, at least on the offensive side especially, the running back, uh, Nick Chubb, yep. backed up by Jerome Ford and Pierre Strong Jr., unfortunately, for James. Uh, yeah. Guy, we def- he definitely wanted Pittsburgh to draft out of the draft. So 
Um, <laughs> and then the Patriots drafted him. Yeah. And of all teams, the Browns trade for him. Come on. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't need any more kicking the nuts at this point in life. All right. <laughs> Can I get a strong on the Steelers? <laughs> Just one. Just one. Just one. Um, let's move over to the defensive side of the ball. Again, I, I think arguably the, the best side of the ball for the Cleveland Browns. Um, yeah, I'd agree. The, the drastically overrated defensive and Miles Garrett leading the way here. Uh, <laughs> it's just the way it is. We've talked about it. We've broken it down. James has said it. He's really points. good, right? Like we're Against not saying that people. he's not really good. Yeah. He's, we're neither one of us is saying that he's not really good. He gets like 13 to 15 sacks every year for a reason. If you notice the only sack that he got last week, it was in a purely passing situation that they were in shotgun and he chose the center as the weakest offensive lineman. And he was right. And he beat him and he got the sack pretty easily. Uh, but he only had two tackles in the entire game. It's not like it was a dominant game from Miles Garrett. He just had one play. Yep. Yep. And then you have Dalvin Tomlinson, Jordan Elliott, and Zadarius Smith finishing out that front four. Uh, they do run a 4-3, so four down defensive linemen, uh, three linebackers. The linebackers being, I think, arguably the strongest part of the defense. Yeah, I mean, maybe secondary. It's tough. Um, Jeremiah, secondary. Yeah, J- Jeremiah. Secondary Lucy- or D-line. You don't think – I think the middle linebackers are underrated for them. I think it's the weakest spot, honestly. That's fair. Maybe, maybe that's why. I don't know. Uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa is their uh, outside linebacker. Sion – or excuse me, Sloan Takitaki? Sioni. Sioni Takitaki. Sioni Takitaki. Sioni, yeah. Uh, another outside linebacker. And then the Mike linebacker, Anthony Walker Jr. Uh, that's fair. Maybe I'm just highly praising yeah. to, Jeremiah to, because of – Yeah, to me <laughs> – yeah, Onwusu Koromoa has a lot of ability, but he's basically a strong safety playing weak side linebacker. Anthony Walker, I think, is the best of the three here. Uh, he's had some really solid games in the past that I've watched some Browns games. Uh, and Sione Takitaki is just kind of a guy. Yeah. He's a little thicker body. He'll, he'll line up on the strong side, hence the Sam indication next to his name. Uh, so he'll line up opposite tight ends and stuff in the run blocking situations. Secondary is pretty awesome for them, honestly, man. And I hate saying anything about the Browns is awesome. Uh, but Denzel Ward, we talked about him for years. Uh, when the Browns were getting into a cap situation, I was hoping Pittsburgh would be able to steal him. I was very open about that for a while. Uh, Greg Newsom being the other outside starting corner. Uh, and then they also have Martin Emerson Jr., who had himself a nice uh, rookie campaign last year. Starting safeties being Grant Delpit and Juan Thornhill. Uh, two highly drafted guys uh, with with a lot of talent. You know, um, Delpit, I think, was like a second-round pick. Thornhill might have been a first-round back in the day yeah. when the Chiefs, I believe, drafted him. Uh, so some definite ability in this secondary. Kenny's going to have to keep his balls accurate. He's got to make sure those throws are accurate. Otherwise, these guys are going to take advantage of it. They're going to get their hands on, on, on some passes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, looking at special teams here. Uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that last name of the punter. I got you. You got me. Bjorkes. Bjorkes. Corey Bjorkes, widely known in the NFL as a very good punter, but an awful holder, uh, mm. actually cost the Browns kicker Cade York his job. Uh, so Dustin Hopkins, the new kicker in Cleveland now. Yep. Dustin Hopkins. Corey's the holder. Uh, Jerome Ford, the kick returner, Donovan's people, mm-hmm. Donovan Peoples Jones, the punt returner, and Charlie Hewlett, the long snapper, because they matter to 
That's right. That's, That's right, man. That was a thing last year. We got to keep that going. I love it. So um, from the Browns roster, what we're going to talk about next is the injuries, uh, injury status on both of these teams. That's important to understand. Now, both teams lost a pretty significant starter and they were placed on the injured reserve, that being Jack Conklin, the starting right tackle for the Browns, and Cam Hayward, the starting defensive tackle for the Steelers. Yep. We're not going to mention them in the injury report because they're both out for either the season or a very significant amount of time. Steelers injuries first. Deontay Johnson, Cody told you about that after the game. Uh, he injured his hamstring. Appears at this stage that they don't think it's going to need surgery. They keep on saying several weeks for the length of the injury. I can't imagine it being less than four weeks personally. Yeah. Nobody really comes back fast from a hamstring injury. It takes time on that. Uh, Anthony McFarland Jr. has a knee that's been bugging him in practice and did not practice the last couple of days. I'm a little concerned about that because it was a, a spark of uh, energy and momentum for Pittsburgh in week one. Even though they had such a poor game, he was one of the few guys that we were able to highlight uh, for you guys as a uh, positive mark on the game. Yep. Uh, so really uh, hope that that's nothing significant at all. Uh, a core four in a concussion, it appears, Cody. He's in concussion protocol, limited in practice the last couple of days. Yeah, I believe that concussion happened in that last game. Uh, so yeah. kind of concerning that he's still limited participation. If he doesn't go full participation tomorrow, being that they have a Saturday practice since we play on Monday, I don't think he's going to go, uh, which opens up the floor for Dan. Do you move Dan Moore over there and – you know, throw Broderick Jones in and let him take the start now? Or, or what do you do? Um, it, it also doesn't help that James Daniels was limited participation these last two days with an ankle injury. Uh, so this offensive line early, early on the season already taking a hit. Um, Pat Frymuth, chest injury, limited practice on Thursday, full yesterday. That's probably from that hit he took in the last game. He kind of got sandwiched between Absolutely two players. Absolutely is. <laughs> um you know, knocked the wind out of him. I'm sure he, he probably had a cracked rib, honestly. I mean, he, he was hit yeah. pretty hard. Some kind of rib. Best it, case scenario, they're bruised. Yeah, yeah, best case, 100%. Um, And then Larry Ogunjobi with a foot injury. Now, James, this is the one we talked about before the show that's kind of concerning. Limited on Thursday and then didn't participate yesterday. Kind of concerning. Yeah, yeah very concerning, especially with the, uh, as we, we spoke previously when talking about the Browns roster, their run black blocking capability out of that front five is very very good they're very excellent run blockers on that offensive line so you got to have your best defensive lineman in there to slow them down in the running game otherwise nick chubb's gonna have a big game uh so really important that larry ogan joby can go if he doesn't then we're basically looking at all backup defensive linemen uh, and that will not bode well for Pittsburgh if that's the situation. So hopefully just a very minor setback and Larry will be able to play and play healthy on Monday. If not, man, you, you could be looking at like Loudermilk playing and, and they didn't list DeMarvin Leal on this injury list, but he had a triceps injury in, yep. in that game. And yeah, he, he says it's very minor. He's going to, he was able to continue playing in the game, but realistically he's not a hundred percent either. So I mean, who the heck are you even going to start? Is it going to be louder milk and Armand Watts? Like this is this is a bad scenario if that's who's starting on the defensive line for us against this this Browns offensive line. Yep. Um, you want to start off with the uh, Browns injury list here, Cody? Yeah. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about is Shelby Harris, the defensive end. He has an Achilles injury. Did not participate Thursday and limited participation yesterday. There's a chance he doesn't go. Um, I think if he's full participation today, he'll probably play. 
And then also defensive line, two other injuries. Uh, Maurice Hurst with a hamstring didn't participate, limited yesterday. And then also uh, Ika. Siaki Ika. Siaki Ika. Foot injury didn't participate yeah. the past two days. I doubt he's going to go. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how this goes for them. It seems as though most of their players uh, have either just like minor fully healthy. They had a few guys that they sat for rest reasons, but we're not going to bother wasting our time talking about those because everybody sits people for rest reasons. Yes. Uh, so not a big deal on that. So last week we didn't get a chance to do this because I was unable to participate in the show, just not mentally capable of it to be completely honest uh but what we've got this week is we're going to get back to our old habits here of our three keys to success this is a segment that cody introduced one of his uh his child there his babies uh so i'm gonna go first on mine and then i want to hear cody close out the show with his uh and let's see if we've got any crossover here or not um, number one key to success for me this week going against the Cleveland Browns is pressure and contain Deshaun Watson. Very important that you stay in your passing lanes. Very important that the outside pass rushers don't cut inside too often. If they do, they need to make sure somebody's got their back on that edge because uh, Deshaun Watson's scrambling ability is very good. They've had a lot of luck with pass rushing Lamar Jackson. This should be a very similar strategy. Keep him in the pocket and try to collapse the pocket. Make him throw the ball. Make him make mistakes and panic. And you should still be able to get a bunch of sacks that way. Just don't wild out, man. Don't go out, out there freestyling with nobody being able to think of the, the area that you're coming from. Yeah. Number two, keep Nick Chubb under 80 yards rushing. Uh, this is a statistic that I'm going to give the shout out appropriate to of uh, Alex Kazora from Steelers Depot, one of my heroes in this industry. Uh, Alex does an excellent job in covering the Steelers. Um, he noted that in Nick Chubb's career, anytime he has been held to 80 yards or less, the Steelers beat the Browns. If they go above that, the Steelers don't fare so well. Uh, they lose almost every single time. So 80 yards is our key number here. Got to keep Chubb under 80 in this game. Um, my final key to success here, number three for me, let the rookies help. I think we've been blessed with a very solid rookie class. Uh, all of them have the capability to help in an instrumental way, you know, with Keanu Benton showing out well in week one and injuries on the defensive line. Let the kid play. Um, Pat Fryermuth might not be 100%. Let Darnell Washington get those snaps, man. Yep. He's a mismatch nightmare. The way he pancaked Nick Bosa was impressive. Uh, and we're having an issue with the speed of the corners not being able to handle wide receivers. Let Joey have a shot at him, man. Joey's got way better speed than we have out of Pat Pete and uh, and Levi Wallace at this stage in their careers. Yeah. I like those three keys to success, James. I really do. Um, I don't think we have any any overlaps, quite frankly. Okay. Not not right. I mean, you can kind of argue specifics, but we'll go from there. Sure. Uh my number one, which is always an important one to me, is win the turnover battle. Uh we had too many turnovers last week. We couldn't keep the ball. Uh, the interceptions, the inaccuracy, just winning the turnover battle in general sets you up for success as it is like that. I mean, it's very basic, but we got to do that. We got to start early this season doing that. And I think we start here against the Browns. Force a couple turnovers. Don't th allow the ball to, to end up in the enemy's hands. And uh, we, we can get out of here with a win. Set number two, establish the run game early. You're not going to be able to go one dimensional on this team, especially when we talked about how good their secondary is. 
if we get down early in this game, we're not going to be able to do anything like last game because we'd become a one-dimensional team. We have to pass to play catch-up. Mm-hmm. They know it's coming. They can play off, establish the run game early. I don't care if it's through Najee or if it's through Connor Hayward or if we're giving the ball to Jalen Warren. Find out what works and keep doing it. If it's the end of rounds to you know Calvin Austin the third, fine. Make it work. Establish the run game early. And then number three, and I think this is the most important, quite frankly, uh, it's allow Kenny Pickett to get comfortable and, and make adjustments if you need to. I felt like he didn't get comfortable last week. I felt like we kept trying to do the same things. Nothing was working. You got to make game plan changes. You got to do different things. Kenny Pickett has to get in the rhythm. We got to get that offense moving. So allow Kenny Pickett to take control of that offense and do what he wants to do. And uh, we'll see what the kid can do. I'm excited for this game in year two for Kenny and ready for football, man. Monday night football. That's it, man. A lot to look forward to. There's a lot of talent on this team. So uh, try not to get too down in the dumps based off of just what happened week one. I think they can make a comeback here on this yeah. season still. Night, I think 19. Why does I want to say 1984? Um, last time Pittsburgh lost Monday night football. Uh, I'm curious what that is. Oh, yeah, that's good, though, because they do have a football. I hadn't even thought about that. And that might be something that they need to play into, <laughs> into their yeah. hands more than normal. October, you know, October crowd, 14th. If, if you're going to the game, go ahead. October 14th, 1991 was our last Monday night football loss to the Giants at Three River Stadium. Wow. So long ago, it was Three Rivers. Yeah, so if you're going to the game, be loud. Bring your towels. Don't worry about being able to talk on Tuesday. Uh, the team's really going to need your support. Let's close out today's show since everybody can probably hear my dogs losing their mind. <laughs> Yep. So again, we can't thank you guys enough for following, watching, listening, wherever you're at. If you're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever, we can't thank you guys enough. Uh, be sure to send us your three three keys to success. We'll discuss it and whether they panned out uh, next week on the show. But again, thank you guys so much. Be sure to like and follow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Subscribe and ring the bell. It's free. And until next time, this is your host, James Cody, signing off. Peace.